Thank you for tuning into the Physical Arts Podcast, a podcast to explore methods, philosophies, and tactics from respected people in the performing and physical arts. We learn what it takes to make it in the industry, the do's and don'ts of the business. I'm a big believer in listening to learn and learning to apply. So while you're listening to this content, think about one thing that you took away from this episode, one thing that will impact you moving forward and that you could apply to your life. If you find value in this episode, send it to one person. Hello, thank you, and welcome to my podcast. Very excited to be doing this. I've wanted to do a podcast for a while, but it's just always been on the back burner, and I have finally done it, finally put the energy in. I guess there was a couple of things that kind of kicked me into gear to get on this podcast. One of them was Tim Ferriss saying, you should write the book that you need to read which resonated with me a lot. And I thought I would definitely need this podcast if I was five years younger, my younger self. And also a lot of people that I respect, look up to and hang around with have their own podcasts. So by osmosis, I now have a podcast, which I'm stoked with. I'm just surrounded by great people and I'm in an amazing environment. Today's podcast episode will pretty much be me interviewing me and me testing the format for an interview because this podcast will be based around interviewing people in the performing arts and physical arts industry who are doing cool things. So I thought I would just go through the questions that I will ask other people. I'm going to start off with general and then build into bigger, better and deeper questions. So first of all, my name is Ryan Collins. I am 21 years of age. I live on the Sunshine Coast, but was born in Victoria in the Yarra Valley. Uh, My sporting background, I had to write these ones down, is first off was AFL, then went to cricket, basketball, trampolining, gymnastics, calisthenics, and then ended up in circus. In there, unofficially did parkour and a couple of other little sports, but things that I competed in and did properly was those sports. Um, Why did I start a podcast? Well, this one, I just wanted to do network with people and have an excuse to sit down and chat and learn about other people. I think asking simple questions with people that you know you get to learn about them a bit deeper. Maybe something will come up when I'm interviewing people that I didn't know about them. So I'm excited to get to know people on a deeper level and learn about their experiences and what advice they would give to other people in the industry or even just their younger self. Um, What do I value? I value connection and networking and environment. I like being around people that are better than me at anything. I like being the worst in the room. I never used to, used to hate that, but now I enjoy being the worst in the room because I'm the luckiest in the room and I will progress the most in the room. 
I also value progress. So that one feeds in well. I like getting better. I like getting better daily. Uh, the slight edge theory of that being 1% better every day, the consistency, that really aligns with me. I like progress. I like being 1% better. I like the process. I don't, the, the product, it, not so much. It's definitely cool to achieve the thing that you're setting out to do, but just being in a process, giving your life to one thing and going hard at that one thing. I enjoy that. I enjoy the practice. I believe that if you don't enjoy the practice and you're just after the product, you're probably going to have a miserable life because 99% of the journey is the process and 1% of the time you hit the target. And then when you hit the target, it's kind of like, what's next? How do I make this harder? I know, especially with my gymnastics background and like a bit of circus, I would have a goal for things that I couldn't do. I'd go after it, I'd hit it. And as soon as I did it, I would immediately think, okay, how do I make this harder? So if I was only happy when I had the target and hit the target and achieved the thing, I wouldn't be very happy and I wouldn't, probably wouldn't be very motivated. Um, so I have coached, I did coach gymnastics for I think it was four years. Um, kind of transitioned into acrobatics a bit more and that's kind of more with circus. I did love gymnastics. It, I had a lot of life lessons from gymnastics and it gave me a very analytical brain to look at a movement and just break it down and go, that's just these three things put together in one thing. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. I'm also very grateful for the confidence gave me. I've run a couple of workshops. One of them was to 50 kids with multiple coaches and I was the leader. And so I got to stand in front of 50 kids and deliver a big workshop. And that was a cool confidence boost because I organized the whole thing, employed other coaches, wrote up the lesson plan. Yeah. Another achievement I guess would be how many gyms I've worked with. I think it was 12, I was looking at it the other day. Worked with and in 12 gyms. Worked with and in seven schools. So, I've really enjoyed the gymnastics side of things, uh, but it, I did, the only reason I left is I did feel like it was a box. Um, you go to gymnastics to be good at gymnastics, and I was more interested in skill acquisition and cultivating skills, and wasn't really that fussed with if it was gonna get me a gold medal or not. Um, and gymnastics is a competition. Like you, you have to be a certain kind of person to be a gymnast. Um, it's not for everyone. And I was trying to find the thing that was for everyone. And that's how I stumbled across Circus. Um, was running a adults gymnastics class at a gym in Noosa. And I had an aerialist come to my class and I was teaching rings. Her name's Ashley O'Brien. And she did a, something on the rings. I don't even remember what it was. I, yeah, no, I can't even remember what it was, but I remember thinking, hang on, that's not how you use the rings. Being very like stuck in my ways of, this is gymnastics, this is rings. That's not how you use the rings. Um, and yeah, asking her, where's that from? And she said, it's aerial. And I said, what the hell is aerial? And she goes, well, I own an aerial school. She should come check it out. And so I did, and we, I went with a mate, Kate, and I went and checked it out, 
And I think we just did silks, I think. The first class. I think we just did silks. And I hated it. It was, it sucked so much. I hated it so much. And I told Ash, I was like, I'm, I'm not interested. And she said, just come back and try another one. So I did. And yeah, I definitely hated it a lot less. And I think it was the third one, third or fourth one, I went back and Ash taught me my first drop on the silks. And I fell in love with Ariel. Like just doing the drop, I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, and then got a little bit obsessed and started looking at Ariel straps and Ariel rope or cordelisse. Uh, went and did a straps course with Aaron Coz down on the Gold Coast, um, which was amazing, so much fun. And yeah, and then I think one day I was training with Ash and she just said, you should try and go to Nika. And I said, what is Nika? And she goes, it's the like circus school down in Melbourne. I was like, oh yeah, isn't there lots of them? She said, no, Nika's the big one. And I said, okay, cool. So I thought about it, looked into it, applied, went to Ash and said, I want to train on trapeze. And I hadn't done trapeze before. I think it was dance, dance trapeze. And I said, I've only got a month. Can, do you reckon we could do it? I can get into Nika with a month's worth of trapeze training. She said, let's give it a go. So I trained twice a week with a couple of like three to four sessions towards the end of the month on trapeze. And yeah, put together a routine. It was uh, Avatar Aang themed. Um, I ended up teaching myself a little bit of like staff spinning with a big bow staff. So yeah, I had the bow staff. Then I got Jess, Jessica Taylor, one of my mates to help me do a little bit of dance stuff before it. And yeah, auditioned for Nika, got in, moved to Melbourne, trained there for three months. COVID happened, now I'm back home. And I was kind of stuck because I, I pulled out of Nika because I just, was very down and out because of COVID. So yeah, I moved back home uh, and just kind of sat down and thought, what am I gonna do now? I'm not doing what I love. I was, I was definitely stuck. And then I started seeing all the people I was training with doing really cool things. So I started training again, strength training. And then doing a little bit of acrobatics, more hand balancing. And then I started seeing a couple more people doing more cool things and starting podcasts. And I thought, maybe I should do that. And so I've created this podcast so that I could interview people and so that I could learn about them and learn how they progressed with their career. Because everyone has faced adversity. No one really has had it handed to them. If, to a, if you get to a high enough level, you, you probably had to work for it. And so I would say my adversity was COVID at the moment. And so I wanted to hear how other people got through their adversities and did it help them. And hear about the tips and tactics and techniques to get through their adversities. Um, I've got a question written down here. Well, a note saying, talk about your injuries, your journey and school. So another thing that has definitely led me to gymnastics and strength training and personal training and injury rehabilitation was the fact that I was so injured 
from grade 10 to grade 12, I broke 12 bones. And so over from grade 10 to grade 12, I was in a cast accumulatively, accumulated, I accumulated 18 months in a cast. Um, Yeah, broke 12 bones and spent 18 months in a cast, which was very full on for me being someone that was so active and used sport and exercise as an escapism. Just go and play and get into flow state and feel better. And then I was practically robbed of my ability, became disabled. And yeah, it was a big part of my life. It's a big part of my story. It's a big part of the reason and where I am today. I was definitely got fairly depressed, injury depression set in because it kept happening. There was a point where I had two broken arms and a broken leg. Mum still sent me to school. Thanks, Mum. Yeah, I just was very down and out. And I remember getting on the bus in probably grade 11 or grade 12. And I lived pretty rurally, so I was the first one on the bus. Hobbled onto the bus, so I think it was a broken leg at this time. Might have been like the eighth broken bone. But yeah, I, I got onto the bus had my headphones on, angry music playing, was grumpy at the world, being like grade 11 teenager. Anyway, we're driving through rural estates to pick up some of the other students in the bus. And I see this bloke and he's mowing the lawn. It's like 7.30 in the morning. Most people mow their lawns. Uh, I think it was a Monday. Yeah, so nothing new. He had his like wife beater on, little trucking singlet, footy shorts, thongs, mowing his lawn with a push mower pretty standard but what was different about this bloke was that he had a prosthetic leg and that was a big awakening seeing that he had this physical ailment a a permanent physical ailment yet he was still just forced to get on with his life like he he was you could see that he was whistling he was pushing the mower he had a prosthetic leg and he wasn't making excuses And I looked at him and thought, well, hang on, at least mine's going to get better. That bloke doesn't have a leg and he's still just going about his day. And it was almost instantaneous that I snapped out of the why me and became grateful for the fact that at least mine was not permanent. It was temporary. And so that was a a big part of my journey was seeing that. And yeah, quite a rude awakening and just realizing that I am so lucky. And that is a big part of my story. And so after 12 broken bones, I think my last broken bone was about 18, multiple shoulder dislocations as well. I now move better and am stronger post 12 broken bones and multiple dislocations than I was prior because of how much work I put into my gymnastics and my strength training and just listening to coaches religiously and testing out methods and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't. And so I think anecdotally, I'm very confident in my journey. And if I was to give people advice, I would be able to prove it and I have lived it. So I would, yeah, I would be more confident getting in front of people because I've experienced the things that I teach and I have gotten to a level 
where people want what I have. So say juggling, like I've spent two years and I'm now currently juggling five balls. I've got decent handstands and I can do dolder presses from the floor. I can lift respectable amounts of weight. Um, none of none of them I'm the best in the world at, but I am definitely above average at those things, at like gymnastics rings, handstands, and juggling. I would be above average, and I'm at a level now where people want to do what I can do, and it's very easy for me to help them because I didn't naturally have them. I had to work for them. So that's a big part of my journey. Um... That's, yeah, that's a big part of my journey. The reason why I've started the podcast, a bit of background on myself. I guess the last little bit would be, what do I want to achieve? I think I just want to give people what I have and offer advice in areas that I am confident in. I feel like a, another part of my story is the standards. I want to give people standards to aim for and not settle for really mediocre results. I believe that most people, if not everyone, could get to five ball juggle and a minute handstand and a muscle up on the rings and to squat two times body weight. I feel like these are things that are doable if you set your mind to them. And I wanna give people that power that if I can do it, you can do it because it didn't come naturally to me. I had to work for it and this is how I did it. So here's how I would suggest you do it. Thank you for listening to my first podcast. It was just as tricky as I thought it was going to be. I am stoked and can't wait to start interviewing the people that I'm surrounded by and have an excuse to reach out to people to ask them to be on my podcast now to talk about the things that they are good at and what they are confident in delivering and their experiences and tips tactics and techniques to get through adversity i will see you on the next episode if you liked it share it if you want to find me on instagram it's physical arts athlete if you want to find my personal one it's all around acrobat feel free to reach out get in contact did any of this podcast stick out to you did it impact you at all is it going to help you in any way I will talk to you on the next episode. Have a fantastic day.